0: What's up everybody and welcome to the Apartment One Thirteen Podcast, where we talk with the folks in the cannabis and psychedelics industry and to learn about their projects and celebrate their successes. My name is Rob Sanchez and a high-quality grinder that has been uniquely designed to resist the buildup of residue that occurs with grinders over time. They use ball bearings set into the lid that allows it to spin freely. Amit and I talk about the origins of the company from the prototype to the current model of and even get hints of the 2.0 model around the corner. Find out more at BearGrinder.com and enjoy the show. Amit, welcome to the show, man.
1: Hey, Rob. Happy to be here.
0: Hey, dude. I'm glad to have you on and and happy to talk shop about the Bear Grinder. Always happy to add a kind of a new piece to to the collection and explore, you know, new tools around the hobby.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm uh, glad you enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it's been a, 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 I've been using it now. I just checked before the show. I've been using it about 66 days. Now and I think it's gone through, I don't know, maybe six to eight ounces. Uh, so it's uh, it's definitely been putting in work over here.
1: <laughs> uh, that's just the beginning, my friend. You have a lifelong time to use this grinder because it never gets stuck. Thus, you could use it practically forever.
0: Yeah, and let's get into the to the grinder story a little bit before we uh, before we go into into too much there. Um, how long has I, or I guess, first of all, what what is the differentiator for the Bear Grinder? The main, the main selling points that make it different from the others on the shelves?
1: Uh, that's the question. So uh, Bear Grinder stands for Bear and Grinder, the little bearings that you find in the wheels of skateboards. Uh, so they, as a skateboard wheel spins and it keeps on spinning, so does the top of the lid of the Bear Grinder because it uses that ball bearing technology so bear grinders they don't have any friction to them when you spin them because they don't have any friction they're super super easy to use plus they don't have any of that gunk that gets built up on the outside of the grinder because that's only caused by friction so when you take that out of the picture you don't get that build up and it doesn't get stuck after a while of using the grinder so you could practically just keep on using it forever
0: Right. That, that kind of grinder gunk that ends up sticking it to the bottom half. Sooner or later, you're trying to s- grind through that piece or you have to take something, scrape it off, man. And I'm, I've definitely noticed that, um, uh, very little, if anything is showing up on the outer rim of this. And I think I've been pretty aggressive with some of the grinds, you know, putting a huge nug in here. Um, so I've, yeah, it's, it's gone through the paces and, I mean, before we dig into the model too much or into the other aspects of the grinder, if we rewind the clock for you to, you know, your earlier days before Bear Grinder, how did the idea come about and kind of what got you down this path of entrepreneurship?
1: That's uh, that's a long story. Um, To shorten it up, I was in Israel a long, long time ago. That's where I'm from in was raised, and towards the end of my military service, I uh, had this uh, terrible accident that was caused by a bad surgery on the nose that was uh, meant to help me breathe a little bit better. Caused uh, some serious nerve damage, which uh, was pretty hectic for for a while, for a good few years. So. Sometime after my military service, after dropping out of college, I decided to uh, fly to Hawaii and just uh, and just figure things out. What better place to do it than Hawaii, right? So I'm in Hawaii for a good few years. Started off, you know, like a like a sales job and like spas that we have down there, and started working my way up, um, starting to make more money, start to invested, and I start to realize that, you know, with everything that's been going on in my life, all the pain and the suffering and all the stuff that I've been going through also in Hawaii, I decided that, you know, I wanted to do something a little bit bigger than what I had planned before, you know, uh, just go or go home. So I decided that with the funds that I was making in these uh, spas, I was going to start redirecting it to self-learning and courses and all these other things that uh, were just um, pushing me forward as a person. I uh, joined this one uh, program called InventRight. And InventRight is a really, really awesome program where they kind of guide you on how to Take a product to fruition, get it all patented up and stuff, and kind of just uh, get it licensed—not to market, but try to get it licensed. But the the laws are there, and so during that time, you—I had to choose a project, you choose a product that I wanted to work on to you know prototype and all that stuff, and I really didn't know what I was going to choose, I had lists and lists of different ideas, different problems that I could solve for other people, I narrowed it down to like two or three, but one day I uh, took my board and I headed over to my buddy's house uh, in Honolulu, and he had this, uh, he was basically, he said, you know, let's roll up a joint. I'm like, fantastic. But he only had this like this one grinder that he had was like gnarly and got stuck and really, really bad and gross. Um, at the same time, when that happened, I was taking a look at my skateboard, taking a look at the grinder, and I just had like a mental baby. You know, it kinda just like happened. I'm like, why don't we use this belt? Exactly. The aha moment was like, Why but don't we take was after,
0: this Is this after you had started the Uh, the Invent Ride program, you kind of were already going through some of those steps or starting to look at the world maybe through the lens of an inventor.
1: Uh, Kind of, sort of, yeah. I mean, it was definitely more funneled towards finding an idea pronto. And I had a few good ideas, but nothing that really struck me. There's nothing that really um, hit home, I would say. Uh, But the reason I chose this grinder as my subject, as my idea... Was because during this time that I had these nose problems and this pain and all this suffering, the only thing that was actually ever ever able to give me any peace was cannabis, and this is something that to me is a uh, uh, personal savior. You know, cannabis has helped me in ways that I no doctor could help me. So I decided that I was not uh, that I wanted to improve the lives of all cannabis users you know, and upgrade their sesh, just like it did mine. And, um, that's, that's how we got to today, basically.
0: So, yeah, man. So as you went down that path of kind of self-improvement, did you know that you wanted to create a product already, or were you looking at other courses and, you know, just kind of at that stage of life, you know, looking at all the doorways, you know, trying to figure out which one to go in? Um,
1: initially, Initially, no. Uh, Before the military, before everything, I kind of wanted to be an architect, you know? And I was kind of wanting to go down that path for a little bit. Um, Eventually, I realized that being stuck in, you know, a cubicle or having some, like, 9-to-5 job... Was just not going to suffice anymore with everything that I'm personally going through. And I knew that the only standard of life that I could strive for that's going to give me any sort of happiness with the problem I was having is something that allowed me to have more freedom. So I decided that entrepreneurship was probably definitely the only way for me. And that's, that's definitely a benefit why of, uh,
0: of the entrepreneurial side. What what are some of the the drawbacks maybe or some of the sacrifices of, of being an entrepreneur?
1: Uh, it's basically like this one uh meme quote that I've seen once. It's uh you leave your nine to five to work twenty four hours a day for yourself. <laughs> but you know, it's yeah. uh the, the drawback is that you work more but it's more rewarding. So it's it more becomes rewarding
0: kind
1: of work. Uh, and kind it of wearing all a the grad. hats. And no pun intended, but absolutely. But at the same time, it's also, it helps you fall asleep at night. You know, you work hard, you sleep better.
0: Yeah, there's some there's some value there or some benefit to kind of understanding the vision you're working towards and having some say in that. Uh, well-run companies can distill that down through their employees, I think. But the well-run part is kind of in quotes, it's difficult to do. Um, <laughs> to get that oh, my given. God.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, just uh, because I... I'm kind of uh, I'm new to the, all of this. Bear Grinders is my first company, my first product, and it really allowed me to fall on my face many, many times. But the trick is to get up and learn from it and keep on going and
0: kind of and fail forward, not... get your lesson, exactly. and and try it again. Yeah, how many uh, prototypes or models of the grinder were made before this version one that I've been been grinding and smoking with
1: oh man i would say somewhere in the probably 30 to 35 range wow
0: just with small changes and like specifications and things like that
1: all of these yeah it started off as (laughs) uh, 3d printing you could 3d print uh nowadays pretty much anything to test anything out before you know actually going into metal production which is more expensive so uh, my engineer and i we iterated many 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 different types of models and designs and trying to figure it out because ball bearings it's a it's a mess it's a it's a messy component since you got to have it stay clean in a product that is legendarily dirty so we yes, finding that seal
0: the grinder can be that tool that just sits on or under the coffee table for years Right. Collecting Keef and just um, amassing residue.
1: (laughs) Amassing forever. It's the one, I mean, like us, as you know, people who smoke cannabis aren't notoriously known for cleaning things. So, a grinder is just one of those things that it just becomes harder over time where you just kind of give up because you're too afraid to even try after about, like, six months of use where it barely turns anymore. So... You could either throw out your grinder, attempt to clean it, or get one that doesn't get stuck.
0: Right, right. Get some ball bearing action in your life. <laughs> you could try, how, yeah. How was the process for you to find you know, an engineer and find manufacturing? Does the Right program help to facilitate that or did you have to kind of hit the ground a little bit?
1: So, InventRight doesn't exactly help you find an engineer or whatever it is that you're that you need, but they do give you guidelines. Um, Luckily for me, I knew of this website called Upwork, which is a probably the biggest freelancer uh, available to hire basically any profession on the internet, where you could find pretty much anyone that you need. So. Um, you know, I put a post out there, did a bunch of interviews, went through a few engineers before I actually landed on the one that I wanted to use. And, you know, when you find the right fit, it's just the right fit. Um, eventually found them and been working with them ever since.
0: Oh, that's awesome, man. So you were able to stay with the same engineer throughout the the whole project,
1: Tom, once you decided. Exactly. So that was fun. Uh, but finding a manufacturer is so much harder than finding an engineer. Finding the right manufacturer is is brutal. It it's me, not like, as,
0: sometimes not as straightforward, maybe as having to interview and really ask for that yeah. engineering assistance. It's more uh, legwork, huh? Maybe the traditional route of finding manufacturers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I try. You know, it's 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 brutal because not only do you have to wait, like a few weeks for a sample to get made you know it's not going to be perfect and then you make it in duration it's a few more weeks and then a few more weeks and then you realize that you don't like that engineer or you don't like the 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 factory and you move on to the next one you start right over again it's just that time
0: the time between um kind of results and feedback is a little slow huh
1: uh, it's it's really really slow, and uh, that's probably what took the most time for me. is just finding the right manufacturer. But once you find the right guy, once you find the right place, then it all kind of flows after that. But it's it's brutal. And for sure. What
0: was the quantity then of your first run, your first manufacturing run here?
1: My first ever run, I made a thousand pieces.
0: Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, how did it feel finally getting that stack, that kind of in your doorway? <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be honest, it was amazing. But funny story: when I ordered it, I ordered it to my house since I didn't have like a warehouse at the time, and um, I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And you know, I asked my manufacturer, like, you know, where is it? Like, I thought it was supposed to arrive there. Like, it arrived like four days ago. And in the back of my mind, I do remember seeing a stack of boxes on the outside of my building right next to the stairwell and i was just like for the longest time i was just like thinking for a few days like who would leave their boxes out there it could rain at any time and then when they told me that and that just like it kind of just like connected i'm like oh my god so i ran down there i collected all those boxes praying (laughs) to god that like you know thinking thinking the universe that it didn't rain you know because then it would have been real real bad since the packaging is made of carton you know so, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 got them all and I, and I got, put them in my apartment and it was, it was a really nice feeling seeing all that, all that hard work come to fruition for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Very satisfying. Now kind of open the doors for the next obstacles, right? In the, in the company push, um, how oh, about man. setting up the ran. website and the branding, were you able to do some of that kind of in parallel while you worked on the um, product specifications?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's uh, it all kind of just like happens in tandem. But the website uh, was definitely a challenge. I didn't know it was going to be that much of a challenge, that hard, that long. It took a good few months to create the website and everything. I hired this uh, this really really awesome company called uh, Puff Creative. Uh, they're like a cannabis, you know, uh, marketing company that helped me yeah. put it together.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, awesome. They were my, yeah, they were my second attempt. My first attempt was with a company that had no idea how to market cannabis, what were allowed or not allowed to be put in on, you know, the website. And that was a learning experience. The website did not come out great. So take two, I hired a different company, uh, Puff Creative. They're absolutely awesome. Love them so much. Uh, shout out to John and uh, Katie. Yeah, and uh, what's up,
0: John? We got to get you guys yeah. on the show
1: here soon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're really, really awesome. They help me with my marketing as well. They help me connect to you know a lot of different people in the industry. They're a really, really awesome company. Uh, but they made the website and they made it a lot easier than the first attempt. But it still took a long time to create. But uh, I'm pretty happy with it now. So yeah, that's a awesome. definitely a hurdle.
0: Yeah, right, and what it's like just getting that store open, and then you can start working on some of the next steps, and I I saw you on the floor of BizCon this week, what are some of the next steps for, for Bear Grinder, what's kind of on the, on the horizon for
1: you? Uh, so we are currently looking for investment, and uh, we are looking to scale the business, We the first round went well, we're currently on the second round, it's going well. Uh, But we have a bunch more grinders to release. Um, The V2, the second version of the grinder, is ready, and it will be coming to a uh, table near you very soon. Hopefully very soon. Uh, But uh, beyond that, we have some very interesting and unique grinders that the world has never seen before um, that do pretty incredible things. Can't get into it right now, but it let's call it a multi-tool of uh, cannabis accessories, and Ooh. it's a uh, really, 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 really dope. But for Good all of that to happen, that. yeah, for all of that to happen, for all of that, we need some uh, some funds to, to get that going, and that's what we are currently on right now. But just another hurdle, just like everything else. No.
0: Yep, yep, and uh, I think from my experience with the grinder man as you as you get it out there and more folks can experience it i think the product will start to speak for itself there um it's been a pretty solid piece kind of a mainstay on the smoking trade the last few weeks
1: that's really really awesome to i'm <laughs> super happy to hear that were there uh, you're gonna love it oh go ahead i said you, yeah you need to love it hopefully you oh, know right. it's uh, hopefully it becomes like an indispensable part of your set or at least You got to get that me. product
0: market fit. Yeah, exactly, man. I think it's, it's well on its way for that. Uh, were there any features in the grinder that you had to nix or that were too wild uh, for the engineer? Like anything that you wanted to work into it that um, maybe didn't yeah. see the light of day?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there were a few. Um, one that comes to mind was we tried to engineer the holes on the the grinder to become bigger and smaller at the flick of a switch. Like there's a like oh, a plate underneath. There's like a plate underneath the 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 holes where that you could like kind of like move it, kind of like spin it because it's another circle and that would minimize the holes of the grinder thus ah, you get I like see. a smaller grind. Now yeah. that all sounds great in theory, but realistically (laughs) it's a lot harder than it seems Uh, put a lot more
0: a lot more like specification a lot more weight on that little piece of the of the project huh if you needed to work that mechanism inside it
1: kind of sort of it just didn't like produce the results that we wanted to the 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 idea was pretty cool and the prototype is pretty dope but it didn't actually (laughs) make the weed much smaller when grinding so (laughs) Uh. we trashed it
0: Right, maybe maybe some of those ideas could uh, to g- get some energy in later versions. It's uh, going to be interesting just thinking about how to innovate things like that that we've all grown accustomed to. There's always um, kind of an edge there where or a combination that hasn't been thought of before. That's um, it's always intriguing. Yeah, Easier said yeah. than done, I think, to look at tools and try to combine them.
1: <laughs> it's... For me, it's, uh, even though it's difficult and takes time, it's kind of just like thrilling. Personally, I kind of like live for it now. All this, all that tinkering and inventing. It's fun. I love it.
0: Yeah. It sounds like your journey has been a lot of fun so far and, um, you know, definitely can see some success on the horizon for you guys. For listeners and folks that are start just starting to build up their smoking kit, or maybe that have a tried and true one, uh You know, what are some reasons maybe to consider, you know, expanding or exploring the market and trying kind of what's out there now?
1: Oh, man, the market nowadays is absolutely wild. The different inventions and the innovations that they have that, you know, make our life so much easier. I've seen some crazy, crazy things, you know, um, this industry has been hiding for the longest time. And, you know, cannabis makes you creative and about, you know, 10, 12 years ago when it first became legal, that that Pandora's box, it opened and all these people started coming out with all these crazy inventions all at once. And it's uh, been really, really exciting to see the progress and not just, you know, accessories, but plants and you know, the different ways they, they grow, cultivate, packaging. It's just it's just unbelievable in an industry that was considered highly illegal not very long ago.
0: Yeah, man, across the space, it's really like the doors are blown off of the possibilities and the, the entrepreneurship there. When it used to be kind of the tried and true, the staples were how you could consume, all right? You had your, your basic right there, grinder, yeah. like spoon pipe and bong. You know, papers for rolling. Nowadays, so, it feels like there's so many vapes and so many different companies and consumption methods. Uh, it's, it's exploded.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the contrast of me remembering going back in the day to my guy who would come and pick me up and then we'd sit in the back of his car and he would hand me, you know, just like ground up trash in the corner of a plastic bag. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, and you would just be yeah. like, "Here, this is for you." I'm just like, "Oh man, like it's got to be better than this." Nowadays, you go to beautiful, beautiful smoke shops, and it's such a luxury experience, and it's just, it's just much, so much better.
0: Yeah, it makes it feel like it. a. It makes it feel like another another day. I don't. I know there yeah. are still states that don't have that market yet, so it probably still, still some vibes there going strong. But man, it's it's unique being able to just go in and um, and purchase after you know making those car deal, car door deals and uh, house window deals.
1: <laughs> it's true. I've been to Texas recently, uh, and you know I was I also used to live in like South Carolina, and I'd, and it's it's crazy how vast the smoke shop industry is over there. I would say almost even more than California all these places where oh, you wow. just can't get it it's these smoke shops are exploding like you people are just so it's, eager
0: it's still there or people are providing yeah. it underground if they need all the accessories and they're benefiting off this innovation <laughs> like the bear grinder
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't even say it's like they're hiding it man it's like you're just driving down the street and the smoke shop is the only store that you could actually see because they're putting on all the lights it looks like Christmas, you know, and you can spot it from a mile away and no one's right. hiding anymore, baby. It's coming out.
0: You think Texas <laughs> will be last on the list or will they get it? You think they'll get something going in the next few years on the rec side? I know they have a wow. really strict medical program right
1: now. It's, I, man, I could only hope, man. I could hope, I, I wish, because I know that when it comes online, then you know the market the market's just gonna be so huge, especially in Texas. So you know I hope so.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, right? The market it can it's gonna bring online when a state like that finally switches over is pretty serious. The number of licenses and consumers, all the f- possible feedback, and more thinkers and innovators there that have only gotten started as the markets come online.
1: Exactly, man. Exactly. I mean, I and it and it's such a huge state. I mean, there's bound to be some like massive ripple across the United States. You know, the cannabis industry when it happens. So I'm super excited. You know, Minneapolis just became legal. Whoever thought yeah. Minneapolis was going to become legal? You know, like Minnesota. So there you go. I
0: actually, left Minnesota because of that in like maybe 2000. 2000- really? 2016 or so, ended up moving out of the state, trying to get back to rec states, back into this oh, uh,
1: Is that where you're from?
0: Uh, for a little while, I was living up there. Um, originally, I'm from Kansas City, and kind of was bouncing around and went out to Colorado and cultivated for a while before getting to Minneapolis. And wow. Minneapolis is actually where the original apartment 113 was based. Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: interesting,
1: so like very cool.
0: A few minutes out of downtown was apartment 113.
1: Yeah, uh, I was wondering about that because, you know, I was thinking maybe, you know, like popping by when I was uh, in Vegas. I'm just like, I wonder if he's in apartment 113 or not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, right. No, not, not anymore. But um, uh, the apartment vibe was really good. We had a lot of uh, kind of after parties and interesting get togethers that uh, had just a high degree of transparency. People were really chill. It was a good, good circle and good people. So the idea for the show was to try to bring people into that uh, virtually right and have those conversations uh, that we could have in apartment 113 before
1: i like that that's really good. that's dope that's yeah dope. it's been
0: fun man good times. for
1: sure and
0: and shout out to minneapolis man finally coming online i can't wait to get out there and oh yeah get some flour
1: hell <laughs> yeah you know on good. the list too you know there's gonna be mayonnaise in it somehow <laughs> there you go you need <laughs> a like uh yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That's be Juicy funny. Lucy
0: concentrates. You heard Juice it. here. Juicy
1: Lucy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the next week's stream, my man. Yeah. And uh, oh, I saw Ohio's
0: coming online, but having a like some some other back and forth about some of those regulations. So more and more states are peaking. Who do you think is gonna be last? We've been taking estimates on the show. There's been a few folks voting. Uh Texas, I think, was one that was voted last, I think. Few people mentioned like some southeastern states, like Tennessee.
1: I'm gonna say Alabama. Alabama,
0: I think that's yeah, the first Alabama, but maybe not the last.
1: <laughs> I mean, like you know, nothing against Alabama, but you know, I just hear no, no chatter from Alabama in the industry. Yeah. So,
0: I wonder if it'll become like a race to legalize eventually, where. So, the states will just start falling down, you know, like dominoes Or if we'll see some kind of federal action before that that's the that's the million-dollar question right now
1: That's what we're all waiting for, you know, as a joke I'm um, you know, I joke with my friends that there has to be some serious Catastrophe for like, you know, the federal government to be like hey, we're legalizing weed for everyone now So let's forget about everything else But you know, who knows? <laughs> he's Hopefully, just keeping it
0: as like an ace in the pocket
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, just, let's just see. Like, I'm sure it's because everyone, everyone agrees that it's going to make everyone happy. There's nothing against it. It can't harm anyone. There's tax dollar revenue to every state. You know, there's
0: jobs and more jobs.
1: Exactly. There's like practically no downside. It's it's a mystery. It's uh, politics.
0: Yes, sir. Exactly, and man, bringing it online federally would really open up like the distribution channels, supply chain, warehousing that you need, and it would be something else to be able to sit at your home and order flour from, you know, Humboldt County, and, oh and my from, God. you know, from Miami at, on the same order. Just getting some flour grown in that in that environment, kind of coming from those markets, it'd be really real, great. Man. I think the world of e-commerce is just gonna. Uh, blow up as well with that <laughs> yeah.
1: and it's not so uncommon canada completely legal mexico legal what's with us we're, we're the we're the odd ones out at, at this point
0: everyone's dragging their feet i think you're right well I, yeah, definitely it's caught in the politics I, and i could even begin to dissect that or untangle that spaghetti of what what has to happen first but uh, I feel like maybe holding it back for that Trump card, that final like, oh, well, it's okay, guys. <laughs> Don't worry, we got <laughs> the cannabis legality here. So let's give that to the people and try to gloss over this. Uh,
1: <laughs> God forbid, you know, something. catastrophe habits where they have to pull out that card. I wish they just made it legal already.
0: <laughs> they got but... to interact with the aliens for a while and get us all busy for a few weeks.
1: Oh, God, we just have to get like a millennial <laughs> president, you know there you go eventually. <laughs> like right away it's like <laughs> someone like in their 30s or their 40s and uh, I'm sure it'll happen in no time
0: yeah especially growing but, <laughs> up in time like this seeing the like the different markets and just seeing recreational cannabis working per se uh, trying to work in all these states I think it'll be a no brainer
1: yeah man for, we're all waiting we're all waiting for that day you know they yeah. keep on hinting at it they keep on teasing us you know, here and there, whatever. But you know, I've been I've been fooled before, so I'm just, I'm just uh, happy I think thing. that
0: we made it. Yeah, right. Just wait for it and uh, kind of be happy we made it this far already. <laughs> uh, it's,
1: it's it's far. It's it's quite far. Me, I live in California. I hope it becomes legal everywhere, but right here, we're thriving. We're good. Nevada, same. You know, Minnesota. Right. So wherever we can, we, we thrive, we, we enjoy wherever it can't be.' we'll, we'll find other ways there It's been that way for a millennia. You
0: know, yes yeah the, makes the it plant easier. has a way to the plant has a way of getting around.
1: It's a weed, man. it grows everywhere. you can't you can't really hide from weeds, right? It's eventually right. just gonna sprout.
0: And Where, where the cannabis yeah. goes, the the bear grinder follows.
1: We try, we try, we roll
0: awesome man well in the meantime here where can our listeners find out more about you or grab a bear grinder for themselves
1: Uh, yeah well you could uh, go to our website www.beargrinder.com you could uh, check us out on our Instagram which is bear underscore grinder you'll be able to see all the videos and stuff and things and instructional really really cool stuff go check us out there and um, and enjoy we hope uh, I hope you enjoy every bit of of uh, the grind, as they say, no longer a chore but an enjoyment.
0: services, and courses, visit apt113.com. We offer cannabis software product management, cannabis education courses, and freelance writing. With over a decade of experience in the cannabis industry, Department 113 is here to help.